What's up, mamas? Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about part two of the books that I have read. The first episode I talked about, the first book I read, I talked about it in the other episode. It was about the unschooling. If you haven't heard that episode, go ahead and check that out. That's episode 43. And today I'm going to talk about the second book that I read. This one has more to do with the mama herself. So especially if you're in a relationship, this one really, really hits home. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this one and just some reflection I've got off of this one certain book. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hello, mama. Welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica Alvarez. I'm a faithlet mom of two beautiful babies, engaged to my best friend, a woman in recovery, an empowerment coach, and a certified fitness trainer. In this podcast, you will find a place of empowerment, healing, and purpose work, all while partnering with God to help transform you into the woman you were always destined to become. I know that you are struggling to break the chains of addiction, abuse, and strongholds in your mindset and in your motherhood. You've gotten into recovery and you're wondering, what's next? What's my purpose? Well, mama, my mission is to help transform you mentally, spiritually, and physically so that you can become the woman that God has destined you to become. And I believe that the most important work that you can ever do is the work within yourself. You were called to be the chain breaker of your family. You were called to bring light for generations to come. So mama, if you are ready to get on this journey with me, grab a notebook and pen, fill up that cup of coffee, grab a box of tissues as we get ready to laugh and cry because your healing begins here. Let's get into today's show. All right, welcome back in, mamas. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to invite you over into our Facebook community group under Moms Breaking Chains. If you have not joined in on our Facebook community group, you can go ahead and join in over there. It The link is posted below in the show notes if you'd like to get any more info. Also, if you've been a listener for a few episodes now, it would mean so much if you could please go leave a written review on the Apple Podcast. So we can continue to grow this show and reach other moms all over the world. Also, if there's any topics you'd like to hear or anything that you're wanting to know of, um, especially in this area of chain breaking, maybe moms in recovery or anything in this aspect, raising our children, generational, breaking generational cycles, things like that. um, I would love to hear even just some breakthroughs that you've had um in general that I would love to be able to reflect on and so yeah I just wanted to kind of put that out there so let's get into today's episode okay so last one I talked about the unschooling this one um I try to check out a variety of books some on mindset some um more than likely I'm always going to get a book on parenting I'm going to get something that's going to do with like healing faith um and also I w- I've been into this place where I've wanted to uh, get books that really help with like, you know, my marriage and I'll be getting married in November, but we've been together and I already, I always treat my re- relationship that I'm with, um, that I have with the man I'm with today. I treat it as a marriage, right? Uh, because I love and I respect him. And, um, and as much as, you know, I know that marriage is a huge commitment to God and to, to one another, I want to already start practicing those things. Right. And so I decided to check out this book and it's probably pretty common. You, you, a lot of you have probably heard about it. I was under a rock apparently, cause I didn't even know this book existed. Um, 
It's called The Five Love Languages. So this book was just really, really amazing because what it taught me, and it just shows me that I can even use these in different areas, right, of relationships because this could also mean through friendships. Um, this can be your marriage. This could be so many different ways that love languages can be applied. And so in case you haven't read the book, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil it. So if you don't want to know, you want to read the book for yourself, you probably don't want to listen to this podcast because I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, actually, you know what? Um, I will tell you the, the key points, but I mean, you could just Google them. But the truth is you really want to read the book because it gives some amazing examples that I'm not going to share about that, but I'm going to share about my own examples and uh, maybe some of the things that I learned. So anyways, Love Languages talks about uh, married couples, uh, I believe he he's a therapist that has helped so many people. Um, he's a counselor. He's helped so many married couples restore their, their marriages, especially when they're at the brink of divorce, you know? And he talks about how a lot of them are, like, wanting to leave or wanting to completely let go of their marriage because you know they're they're lacking in areas you're like you know whether it's the wife that doesn't seem happy or it's the husband that doesn't communicate or some some sort right but what I really really loved about it was how it talks about the five love languages and how we're all wired differently to where we all express and receive our love differently, right? While some of us may have grown up in a home where love was based on gift, gift, gift giving, uh, a lot of us may have grown up in a home where words of affirmation were some way that we got got on about things, right? Like I didn't grow up from a family that really gave any gifts. I mean, unfortunately, you know, my mom always tried to get us something, but there were some birthdays where I wouldn't get a gift, right? Or it was never like none, nothing of the parties that I throw my son or my daughter today, right? But um, I say that to say that, you know, I didn't grow up from that versus my fiance, right? He grew up in a home that um, probably, like, I know that he got a lot of gifts, right? And, um, and not that that was the love language, but that was something that he was probably used to. And so I start to be able to see how, you know, we all are wired differently. And while I do like gifts sometimes, they're not my, I'm not crazy about them. Like, I love them. I'll appreciate them. I'll receive them. Um, I'll be happy and content. But I'm just not very, like, that I don't thrive on those kind of things, right? Um, that's just not how I am. I guess it's just not how I was raised, right? So the five love languages that are mentioned in this book. Uh, number one is acts of service. So that basically is where, you know, exactly what it sounds like so basically where you know my husband might be thriving on his way of me his way of feeling like I love him is by me doing things for him whether that's cleaning the home having dinner ready um you know just doing things for him that make him feel loved right and so that can be all kinds of things right some kind of act so that's not you know um that's not so much the gift giving that's doing things for him right or or her right if, um in this case a husband wife from what the book was mentioning and then the second one was words of affirmation so this one I know is my love language like hands down um because a lot of times we thrive on somebody telling us that we're doing a good job right like the words of affirmation that acknowledgement I'm always needing to feel validation. And I realized that this is something that has been um, 
whether it was something that I may have lacked as a child or maybe it was something that I was used to being given, right? It just depends. And in this case, I mean, he didn't go into detail much, but he does talk about how some of us come with that upbringing of constantly needing the words of affirmation, right? And obviously there's deeper roots to that, but I could tell you that that definitely is my love language. Like I'm very much of uh, wanting to hear how you like a message is nice a comment is nice but I need to hear the words like that really really is um it, it just really helps my spirit it, it um, makes my soul feel good right like I just feel the difference when somebody tells me something and not that messages aren't good I think that they're all beautiful and amazing but there's just something different when somebody actually tells you right like hearing it um the third one is physical touch. So this is if you're a person that needs to be held, needs to be holding hands, needs to have some kind of affection, physical touch. And so some of the ways that you may not feel loved is if you're, you know, your partner's not holding your hand or doesn't hug you or doesn't constantly like rub your back or do things like that. It talks about how these things really affect uh, can affect the marriage because it really feels like the marriage is ending or people may get thoughts that, another partner's cheating but the truth is like it's not that um some people are just not like crazy physical touch people right and so it's interesting that you know some people grow up that way like not having that physical touch or not necessarily needing or desiring it like constantly right versus others that feel like they always need to be touched or they don't feel loved right um um, the next one is quality time. So this one, I feel like this one is my second one. Um, I love to have quality time with my fiance. Like I feel that it's just such a very important part of our relationship. Like not just time, yes, time with the children, but our time alone. Like I, and I love that about him too, because he's big with that too. Like us having our date nights, our alone time, like we need that because we want to love and respect each other and have that time and have that connection with one another, right? Because I do know how, um, you know, because it's happened, right? Where we get so caught up in in life, in routine, in parenting, and we forget that we're a couple first, right? While yes, we're parents, we're a couple first. Like we're living in a home together and we're one, right? And so this, the book touches on these things about, quality time being important like needing to spend time and even though the man may be providing for the home and working hard it really can affect a woman or the wife right because they want their man home they want quality time so like for example like husbands that leave and work from out of town two three weeks well yeah they're gonna definitely make some money but you know the wife is at home suffering because she's like I don't even have time with my husband right and so just things like that, it talks about the quality time. And then the last one is gift giving. I kind of touched about touched up on it in the beginning. And so the gift giving is just, you know, exactly that, giving gifts and expressing your love through gifts. And some people are this way. Um, I could say uh, my fiance and are neither I are this way. We do love gifts, but that's not, we're not very crazy about that, right? Um, some of the important things that we both thought were interesting were like the words of affirmation and quality time seem to be um, important, but his two seem to be the words of affirmation and acts of service. I could tell you that. Those two were really important to him. Um, I could just tell you that without him telling me acts of service, I see the way it um, lights him up when I do things like that for him, right? 
And so I'm just like, it's beautiful because I love to be able to see these things, right? And I want to just share an experience really quick about how this also can play into your friendships. Um, So I mentioned how I, you know, I have a sponsor in recovery and I have, you know, wonderful friends that I have. And I can see how I get really, really, um, my mind can take me that, you know, my, my friends don't love me. Like people don't care about me, right? And this past weekend, I was processing some work with my sponsor and we were looking into some areas of um, that were really, really deep for me. Right. And um, and I realized that as a young girl, um, I guess I never felt uh, I never felt um, enough. Right. I never felt like I was good enough. I was loved enough. Right. And while I felt really safe with my mom. I think there was that little broken girl in me constantly searching for approval in my father, right? And I see that I saw through the pattern, uh, through some of the things that we were talking about, how I can, like, one thing that really hurts me is, like, rejection, right? Um, Somebody ignoring me, somebody not um, acknowledging me, like, that hits me to my core, right? And whether I perceive myself to be one way or another, like, there's no denying that when God is invited in the process and we're getting deep and talking about things, how some things surface, right? And the reason I say that and why I'm even saying it during this episode about this book is that, you know, I realized that one of my biggest ways for you to show me you love me is through your words, right? Like, I need to hear that you love me, right? Um, as much as I know that you can show me, like, one way that I know, and this feeds into the, you know, the broken little girl in me, like, wanting to hear that you love me, wanting to hear that I'm enough, that I'm deserving, and it ties to that, right? And so I see how because I didn't, you know, necessarily receive it from the people I was searching from it for, uh, searching for it from when I was younger, I search for it in other areas, right? Whether that's, um, through, through social media, through my friends' approvals, through, um, you know, and when I don't get it, it hurts, right? And so I really see how even though this love language book talks about marriages, it can, it can really, um, kind of spread out into so many other areas in our life, right? In our work life, our personal life, our friendships. I mean, it can go so many ways, right? And I realized that even um, even when I started this podcast, right? And like I didn't have any social media, like um, while I, I did say earlier that I like for people to tell me in person, um, I still thrive on like hearing the beautiful words through messages, right? Like those are still considered words of affirmation because they're written words to me. So a part of me seeking that validation in the beginning and starting the podcast was like, wow, like if people said anything good about the podcast and if nobody said anything, like I didn't feel like it was enough. I didn't feel enough, right? And it's interesting, right, how just the way we're wired and how it can reshape our thinking. And so I'm saying all this to say that, you know, we really don't understand or know the importance of what we're shaping in our children, what we're shaping in ourselves and how much authority we have to be able to change the way we're doing things. You know, it's really hard when we're so used to one way, Um, we're used to you know, suppressing, not acknowledging, um, oh, they'll be fine. Oh, you know, I grew up okay. I, you know, 
and we really just dismiss people's feelings, right? Or our children's feelings, and we just think that they're going to be all right because we're all right today, right? But the real question is, are we really all right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are we searching for love in all the wrong places? And I'm not talking about, like, cheating or nothing like that. I'm talking about, like, are you searching for it through a way where it's like no matter what your partner does for you or a friend does for you, like it's never enough because you're always needing more, right? And I realized that no matter how many, much people show me they love me, their ways are different than the way I expect it, right? I expect it to come out in words. Others do it through service, right? Others do it through gifts. Others do it through you know, um, quality time, like that's their ways of expressing, that's their ways of knowing that it's received, right? And so it's just made me really open my mind to like, wow, like we are all wired differently in the way that we receive and we give love. And those things alone, I think by us having that awareness of the kind of love we receive, and I mean, how people are trying to show us the love, right, like is really important because People could be really trying to tell us that they love us without telling us they love us, right? But if you're like me, you're a words of affirmation person and you need somebody to constantly tell you, that's going to make you feel like until they say the words, I don't believe that they love me or they care for me. They're not my friend, right? And uh, and I say that because I almost like threw away a, a beautiful friendship because you know, I was like, how come this person isn't acknowledging me, right? I feel so rejected. I feel like my friend doesn't care about me or my accomplishments and doesn't encourage me. And, you know, and the truth was like, that's not the way she expresses it. Like, all I know is that if I picked up the phone, if it was one or two in the morning, she's gonna answer and she'd be here if she had to be, right? Like, that's the kind of friendship she is, is she's that person that shows up. You know, she's that person you can count on and call. That's her way of showing her love. But my way is like, I need her to tell me. And if she doesn't tell me, then I'm all messed up, right? And um, yeah, so I, I really encourage to take a look at this book. It's it's a wonderful book. I, I really loved it. Uh, I got so much out of it. The examples are beautiful. I know I told you what they were, but that doesn't even do justice. Like, you have to go read it yourself because... Um, it really is a good book and it, I went by it pretty quick. It's like kind of a smaller book. Um, so I, I didn't take too long. I'd say probably 175 pages, somewhere like that. Um, it really wasn't a long book at all. So I really enjoyed it. And I just hope that, you know, maybe this opened your eyes to some things. Maybe you're in that place right now where you feel like you're constantly searching and maybe somebody's trying to show you they love you without telling you they love you and it's eating you up. So I know that this episode was some for somebody um because I recently just walked through that right uh, again with the friendship so I hope this blesses you and you have a wonderful wonderful week and god bless you mamas have a good one bye-bye thank you so much mama for listening to today's episode if this show impacted you in any way or touched your spirit, it would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review. Not only does it bring me so much joy to see how it's impacting you, but it helps to grow the show so that we can continue to spread this message to moms all over the world. Thank you so much again for helping me grow this mission. God bless you, Mama. Bye-bye. Happy day. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.